stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and today I'm going solo to talk about the growth stock sell-off. We all know what's going on here in 2021, and been getting a lot of tweets about this. And all of you are like, do a podcast, tell us what we should be doing, because a lot of these big tech and some non-tech names on the growth side are off pretty significantly from their highs here in 2021. Now, I know many of you follow various stock traders and um, others on the FinTwit community, as it's called, on Twitter. And I know many of you follow me. That's where you're sending me all your messages, all your angst. Uh, But one trader was making a splash on Twitter recently, and his name is Trader Stewie. Many of you may follow him. So it's at Trader, S-T-E-W-I-E, Trader Stewie. And he blogs as well, and he runs an investing service under the name Art of Trading. So he's on the trading side, a lot of like technicals and all of that stuff. And apparently he was off Twitter for four or five weeks. I did not and have not been following him, but he appeared in my thread with all these people getting into conversations with him recently. And they talked about how he had stopped tweeting just as the growth stocks have plunged and they were all demanding and kind of crazy on there. But he has 300,000 followers. So you get a lot of, uh, you know, distress when you have that many followers and the stock market is in a correction or even a bear in some cases. So a lot of people just want, you know, some answers. So he posted a chart showing what his portfolio has been doing in the last like year and a half or just less than 18 months. And he talked about in the tweet how he took $45,000, which was his kid's investment, I guess, maybe for the college fund. And he said he turned it into $2.4 million. So again, that was, he, he started investing it in January, 2020. So before the pandemic actually hit, at least hit in the U S and than through you know the current situation. Um, but the interesting thing about this chart is that the portfolio actually peaked in early 2021, according to the chart, at just over $4 million. So he did originally take the 45,000 he's saying he invested and took it just over 4 million, but now it's, it's at about 2.4 million. So my question for all of you is, is twofold. Do you focus on the fact that he took the 45,000 in January 2020 and turned it into the 2.4 million? Because that's pretty impressive, right? To take that gain and turn it into over a million dollars in that short period of time. Or do you consider him a failure because his portfolio has fallen from the peak, which was just over 4 million, to only the 2.4 million. And we all know why it's done that, right? If you're in certain types of the growth of the tech names and you didn't get out, you are gonna have that kind of pullback. And I'm sure many of you are seeing that in your own portfolios. That's why you're tweeting at me, asking me what you should be doing, right? But in this scenario, one 
person is selling the cup as half full, basically. And the other is selling it as half empty. So the half full guy who's looking at that portfolio is seeing it as, hey, he still has $2.4 million and he's turned that 45,000 into over a million dollars and over $2 million. That's incredible. That's amazing. And kudos to him. So that is the glass half full guy, the optimist. The other one, the half empty, the pessimist is saying, how dare he hold on as the stocks got crushed? Why didn't he sell out at the four over the four million or even at three million? Why is he still in there? At and now it's down to 2.4 million. That's that's failing. That's a failure as a trader. So how you see this guy's portfolio, if you're on Twitter and you're looking at that and you're responding to him or sending him messages on there, because I saw a mix of messages to him. There are a lot of people on there who are the half empty people, the pessimists calling him out saying, you know, he's he's not a good trader or, you know, again, why didn't you sell out? Why are you still in these stocks that are getting crushed down? And then there's a few, but they don't speak up as much on the optimist side who are, you know, seeing that, hey, it's still the 2.4 million and that's an incredible return. So how you see his portfolio tells you a lot about how you will you yourself will react during corrections and bear markets with your own portfolio and how you will be and behave as an investor. So right now, the optimist investor is looking around and thinking, look at the deals. I can buy 20, 30, 40, or maybe even 50% cheaper than just a couple weeks ago on some of these stocks. And they're saying, I still believe in this business model or this business, and I'm going to add to my positions, or I'm going to start positions in some companies that were maybe out of reach previously, had just gotten you know a little too hot to handle. And so you were on the sidelines, but these people, the optimist investors are looking around and saying, yeah, things are on sale and I can get some for much cheaper now. So why not? I'm going to do it. Now on the flip side, the pessimists, what do they do here? They are annoyed, <laughs> but they may even sell out of certain positions altogether. Um, and they may take a loss if they got in late in the game and now, you know, near the highs, let's say they got in near the highs and now the stock is down 30 or 40%. And if you're selling here, it might not be good, but on the, the pessimist side, a lot of people want to contain their losses and they want to wait to end the painful red that seems to happen every day. The declines that's hard psychologically to deal with, right? on an investment that you thought you were gonna you know make some money on and it seemingly is down every day and there seems to be no end in sight to the bleeding so you might just want to eject out of it to um you know help your own nerves basically uh they also maybe are likely to stay on the sidelines here and not look to buy any stocks on sale some of that is because, again, the pain is just too great. And as stocks continue to decline day after day, the pessimists think like it's never going to bottom. 
Um, you know, it's only going to get worse from here. Why get in here? And maybe there's a little bit of market timing there too, thinking they could get it even a lot cheaper, but they may or may not be able to get it at that. We will see. So on the one side, the optimists will see the opportunity. On the other side, you definitely will see that the pessimists see more kind of, I call it the doom, doom and gloomers, doom and pain for stocks. And so they tend to sit it out. So let's take a look at some of the stocks that have sold off on this 2021 weakness. Uh, is there uh, something to be said for the doom and gloomers or are they just too pessimistic here? And will the optimists actually seize these opportunities and get in on some decent deals on some of these stocks? So I basically just picked some big names that I knew had sold off hard because people have been tweeting at me about them. Um, and I tried to stick with a couple of various different industries um, because it's not just technology. There are stocks in various industries that were the growth names that are down big. And I went with the big well-known names, even though there are some smaller stocks that have also gotten hit in these uh, in the growth area too. But I'm gonna leave those for some other podcast. So let's just take a look at some of the big names. So the first one on the list is Shopify, ticker S-H-O-P. It's now down 25% over the last three months. This was the darling of 2020 or one of them because there were many, but it was one of them. And how does the earnings and uh, revenue picture look? Because that's what we really want to know if we're a long-term investor. So I'm not trying to trade this stock here. I'm looking at like the longer term prospects and it's now, you know, been discounted 25%. And is that a worthy discount? Should I be considering adding it here? So took a look at earnings. So they made $3.98 last year. They're expected to make 3.94 in 2021. So $0.04 cents less than last year. So that's a bit unusual because we're seeing a lot of companies with big earnings growth into 2021. But... Uh, some of this could have been, you know, earnings that were basically pulled forward during the pandemic. By 2022, analysts see it up to 501, which is gain of 27%. So they do seeing the big growth returning in earnings by 2022. So that's not too distressing to me. On the revenue side, they made 2.9 billion last year and are expected to do 4.2 billion this year. That's a gain of 43%. And then another 32% in 2022 at 5.5 billion. So still nice revenue growth, although that story is still intact. Uh, because the shares have soared so high in uh, the last year, the PE is 275 times, but it does have a PE. It says it does have those earnings. And so the underlying story remains the same for Shopify, but the question still remains, how much are you willing to pay for those earnings? And in 2020, it seemed like there was no, nothing high enough. You know, investors were willing to pay anything for those earnings. But here in 2021, they're already saying, um, you know, they're willing to pay maybe 25% less than just a couple of weeks ago. Could it go lower? Maybe. But Shopify, the story is still intact there, but you are getting the shares, you know, considerably cheaper, even at the 25% pullback here. 
Um, that's Shopify, ticker S-H-O-P. Second company I looked at was PayPal, P-Y-P-L. So all of these online um, digital uh, financial companies, fintech guys have been super hot during the pandemic as we all switched to everything uh, being done online and online payments. These shares are down about 18% year to date. So not as bad as Shopify, but still a significant pullback. And what does this earnings look like? So 2020, they made 388. 2021, expect to make 471. That's up 21%. 2022, 583, up 23%. So no change in the earnings growth trajectory for PayPal here. Revenue, uh, 2020, made 21.4 billion. 2021, 25.7 billion. That's 20% gain. And 2022, 31 billion, that's another 20% gain. So pretty impressive to see 20% revenue uh, growth still with a company of this size year over year. Now, this one is trading with a forward P now with this pullback of 52. So it has gotten cheaper. It's uh, not seen any analyst cuts or anything um, for the full year at all, only raises. So nothing is going on underneath the company um, that the analysts are seeing, it's just investors decided it was a little too hot to handle and they've sold it off or cashed in. And so now you are able to get it at, you know, pretty significant discount, not quite a bear market in PayPal yet, but close. And everything else about the story so far right now here on May 17th in 2021 remains intact with PayPal. P-Y-P-L is the ticker there. Then I took a look at DraftKings because this was a popular one for many of you. Ticker D-K-N-G. These shares are down about 26% over the last uh, three months. Oh, I had PayPal down 17 year to date. I wonder if that's three months. Um, uh, either way, it's still not good. Um, so DraftKings down 26% over the three-month period, not year-to-date, but the three months. Uh, they have no PE because they're still losing on the earnings side. So in 2020, they lost $2.76. $2 2021, they're expected to lose $2.41. And 2022, a loss of two oh three. So still losing over the next two years, but going in the right direction. Less, less of a loss than what they took in 2020. So earnings are actually going again in the right direction. Revenue, 2020 revenue of 614 million, 2021 revenue of 1.1 billion, up 84%. 2022, 1.6 billion, up 39%. So revenue growth is also looking pretty phenomenal. Uh, two estimates for 2021 and 2022, however, have been cut in the last week and none have been raised. So the analysts uh, adjusting a bit for the full year here in May. So that's um, why it's got a sell recommendation on the Zach's recommendation. It's a four sell, but that's a short term recommendation of just one to three months. And it changes as the analysts estimates are revised and change. So in this case, the only the estimates are being revised lower, there's none being raised. So that's how you get the number four rank sell with DraftKings. Um, but otherwise, the story is basically the same story that everybody's been investing in with DraftKings up until this point, nothing else has changed on these fundamentals, the earnings and the revenue side. 
And uh, it's just a matter of people were not willing to pay what they were for these this loss of earnings, I should say, not even a gain. Um, but now it is cheaper. It's in a bear market and cheaper by 26% in the last three months. So you are getting the same story for a cheaper price with DraftKings. Then I took a look at life sciences, and this is one I own in my own personal portfolio and in the value investor portfolio here at Zacks. So that's how I know that it's gotten pretty crushed in the sell-off. <laughs> it's Exact Sciences, ticker EXAS, and they do the Cologuard, which tests for colon cancer, but they are um, in the hunt with several other companies for the blood testing for cancer detection. So that's the area they're moving into. But for now, Cologuard is bringing in some nice revenue for them. They were also doing testing for COVID and that brought in some nice revenue, but that's winding down now, uh, thankfully, because the pandemic is winding down here in the US and the level of testing for the COVID virus is also on the decline, dramatically on the decline. So that will continue to decline. So they will no longer have that coming in. But these shares down 37% in the last three months. Like I said, it's taken quite a hit here. But let's take a look at those earnings and what's going on there. 2020, they lost $5.61. 2021, they're expected to lose 285. 2022, they lost they're expected to lose 241. So like DraftKings, these shares, uh, the earnings are moving in the right direction. The losses are smaller every year you go along here. And that's what you want to see. You want to see the gains in the earnings somehow. And so we are seeing it here. On the revenue side, they brought in $1.49 billion in 2020, expected to see $1.7 billion in 2021. That's up 15%. And 2.15 billion in 2022, up another 24%. So again, the revenue is moving in the right direction with um, exact sciences here. And on the analyst side, one estimate has been revised higher for 2021, even just in the last week here in May of 2021. And one was lower in the last week, but that's for next year. So one analyst kind of tweaking his or her estimates for this year and next year, but otherwise all is quiet on the analyst front with exact sciences too. So is this a deal with this kind of pullback? I think so. If you liked it um, a couple months ago when it was nearly 40% higher, nothing has changed with this story either with the fundamentals on earnings and revenue. So um, this is only a matter of what are you willing to pay for these shares, but they are definitely on sale. And then I want to wrap it up on the individual stocks with, um, of course, Tesla, because it's down pretty significant too. ticker TSLA down about 28% in the last three months. But let's take a look at these fundamentals because it's interesting as well. So 2020, they made 224, 2021 expected to make 423, that's up 88%. 2022 expected to make 634, that's up another 50%. On the revenue side, 31.54 billion in 2020, expected to be at 49.4 billion in 2021, that's up 56%. And 2022 at 66.4 billion, up another 34%. 
the analysts have uh, kind of been mixed, um, switching up on their earnings estimates recently. So three are higher, but seven are lower for 2021 in the last uh, 30 days. No changes in the last week at all with Tesla. Most of these probably came after the earnings. Uh, still trading, however, even with the pullback of 27 or 28% here at 139 times forward earnings. So still paying that high price, but they're well off those all-time highs now. And so the rest of the story appears intact for now, according to the earnings and the revenue. And so you have to ask yourself how much you're willing to pay for these shares. And if you liked it at you know $900, then with shares under 600 now, they may be you know just what the doctor ordered for you if you're a long-term investor. Um, I took a look also because since tech has pulled back, what is happening with some of the ETFs? Uh, have those been bad too? So I took a look at the tech spider ETF XLK, it's just the general one, and it's down only 1.9% uh, over the last three months. So I get a lot of tweets with people saying like, everything is down, Tracy, all of tech, we're all getting crushed down. But it's really not. It's just these select group of, you know, some technology, other high-flying growth stocks that, yes, unfortunately, we all do own <laughs> or fortunate. Um, depending on what your your viewpoint is. So if you are the glass half full, you're fortunate to own it because now you're going to buy some more at the cheaper price. Um, if you're the glass half empty, then you may think like, oh, I missed out at the top. I should have sold then. And you're in distress on these pullbacks. Um, but the XLK, again, is down just 1.9%. I also took a look at the QQQ ETF because that has a lot of the tech names and has all these big techie names in it for the most part. And that's down 3% over the last three months. So one of the lessons to be learned from even just this short list is that um, you, know, you need to have a diverse portfolio of more than just growth stocks and more than just technology, but certainly more than just growth to ride out these ups and downs that happen. And it'll happen in value stocks. It'll happen in other things as well. Um, other industries will get hit and pull back. And while other ones soar, that's why you need diversity in your portfolio and why you shouldn't own all the names in um, one distinct, you know, either sector or industry, because they do tend to move in tandem together. Uh, but for many of you who do own uh, big chunks in a lot of the, just the growth stocks, it's a little too late, right, to, to be diverse. So what's my advice to you to do now? Because this is the question I'm getting on Twitter. What do we do now? Well, I'm one of the optimist investors, and I love it when stocks go on sale, even if I own it. So even if you know, I own Exact Sciences and I'm down 37% on that investment, but this is my opportunity to buy more shares at the cheaper price. So now is a chance to get it on sale. I always say this, that stocks are the only thing that people don't like to buy when they go on sale. You know, we'll go into a store 
and they'll be like, hey, all of our tops are 40% off. And you immediately are like, oh, wow, that's great. Thanks. And then you start to look around. Hey, maybe I should buy something in here <laughs> now that it's 40% off, right? Like this is like our reaction. But when I tell you, hey, exact sciences is 38% off it's on sale you know a lot of people go ew no why should i buy more of that but that's why i wanted to take a, a little bit deeper dive just at what's happening with the underlying earnings and revenue outlooks um, for these companies of course that is always fluid and changing but as you can see for all of these that i just mentioned um the underlying model looks good the underlying fundamentals are still intact and they're all still seeing the growth trajectory happening or hopefully will be happening over the next couple of years. But again, that is just what the analysts are thinking is going to happen and we don't know yet. But this is just something to keep in mind as we will continue to get these pullbacks, even in what is now the hot areas like the home builders, some of the retailers, the um, agriculture side, the cyclicals, uh, you know, John Deere's off to the races as his caterpillar, but eventually those two will see some kind of correction or enter into a bear at some point as well. So have a plan, have a strategy, have some cash on the sidelines if you're one of those who likes to buy when stuff goes on sale, but having a plan is the best way to control your emotions when we get these kinds of corrections. So let me repeat the stocks that I talked about today because uh, some of these are interesting and I encourage people to go on sax.com, check out the charts on the price and consensus chart for some of these. That'll tell you what's really going on with the earnings. You want, you know, this year, 2021 and 2022, which will both be on the chart to be going up and in, in the higher direction. And for all of these, it is. So none of these look like value traps right here because the earnings are all still looking good. So first stock I talked about was Shopify, ticker SHOP. It's off about 25%. PayPal, PYPL, it's down about 18%. DraftKings, DKNG, it's down about 26 or 27%. Exact Sciences, EXAS, this is the worst of these, it's down 38%. Tesla, TSLA, down about 28%. There are some others, as you know, uh, the Palantirs, the Snowflakes, Twilio, um, Square. I looked at MasterCard and Visa. Those were not down nearly bad enough for anybody to really be complaining. <laughs> They're only down about five six percent in the last three months so some of the pullbacks haven't been severe um like some of these other ones so i just took a look at some of the biggest uh pullbacks and corrections and bear market-ish type action and some of the ones that were on sale but you know what your stocks have been doing and it's always good to check in on the fundamentals to make sure the story remains the same and I've been doing that too. So ask yourself, what kind of investor are you? And have your plan, have your strategy. And so when we get this kind of weakness, you are ready. And as always, I'm going to be bringing you more stock ideas every week and with my colleagues here at Zacks as we talk about everything going on in this market. I should probably have some more of our techish gurus, our growth gurus on in the coming weeks. 
just to check in and, and tell us when will this end? When will the selling end? But you want to be sure to subscribe. So get us on SoundCloud. You can also get us on Apple, of course. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music and a whole bunch of other platforms. But be sure to get us somewhere and listen in. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.